0: center. Hanager going back. He's at the track, right to the wall. He will turn and watch it fly. And there's the first run of 2019. A tremendous shot off the bat of Steven Piscotty.
1: It's now time for the A's Clubhouse Show.
0: Welcome back to Houston where the A's dropped the series to the Astros as Houston prevails over the A's 4-2 this afternoon. And for Vince and Townie and Ray, welcome back. The difference, Justin Verlander, well, he was Verlander as uh, he K'd 11 in six innings. He allowed two hits, just the lone run, which was unearned. It came in the first inning. Chris Bassett wasn't bad. He went the uh, first six for the A's. He allowed five hits in four runs with no walks and seven strikeouts. But the home run's the difference today. The two-run shot by Springer in the third inning and Altuve's two-run blast to straightaway center in the fifth. So the A's... 2-2 Two and two against the twins, one and two against the Astros here. Not bad. Not a disaster by any means, as the A's will come home still uh, occupying the second wildcard spot and uh, the A's 13 games over the 500 mark at this juncture at 58 and 45. And Brett Anderson will pitch for the A's against the Rangers. Tomorrow night, that's the first of four, and then the Brewers come in on Tuesday, and a week from Saturday, the Cardinals come in for a brief. Against that. Meanwhile, for the Astos, they're traveling tomorrow, and they'll play a three-game weekend series against the Cardinals. This is the East Clubhouse Show, presented by your Northern California Lexus dealers. Experience amazing. When we come back, Chris Townsend will pick up the coverage as the East Clubhouse Show continues after this
1: Now
2: is the time to secure your own terrace table with seating for two or four people to eat, drink, and cheer the A's right from these amazing new half-moon tables. With awesome in-seat ordering and exclusive discounts, this might be the best seat in the house. So grab your friends, family, or co-workers and come out early for a great day at the ballpark. To learn more about the terrace and some of the other exciting new ballpark locations, visit athletics.com slash premium today. This is A's Clubhouse.
3: Chris Townsend with you after a tough loss to the Houston Astros, 4-2. to They lose two out of three, and they finish their road trip 3-4. and four. Ken Korak joins us from Minute Maid Park. And, Ken, I've, uh, I've done some numbers about Justin Verlander against the Oakland Athletics over uh, the last few years. You ready for this?
0: Yeah, I, Yeah, I'm not sure I really want to hear them, but I am <laughs> ready for it.
3: It's <laughs> not pretty.
0: No, yeah, we know. Since 2000- we've done the games, pal. <laughs> <laughs> this is,
3: this includes playoffs, by the way. 2012-2013. All thousand thirteen. All right, since two thousand and twelve, Justin Verlander is twelve and one with a one point seven two ERA against the Oakland Athletics. Have you, in your time, in your Hall of Fame career, seen someone <laughs> better than Verlander? Uh, going just up against the A's. Has anybody been better than Verlander against the A's?
0: No, and we mentioned his numbers in the postseason, especially in the division series in 12 and 13 against the Athletics with the one earned run allowed. I guess the A's can take some consolation, Chris, in that he's good against a lot of people, right? He's going in the Hall of Fame. If his career ended tomorrow, he would go in the Hall of Fame. He's been that good, and he was great today as he normally is. And, you know, we kind of thought maybe the A's would have a shot against the bullpen, of the Astros because Verlander left. He was great, but he left after uh, six innings. But it wasn't to be today. And you know, I don't. You, you don't want to accept a three and four trip because these guys are. They have great competitors on this club, and and with the skipper and the coaching staff. But you detach yourself a little bit, Chris, and use some perspective. Three and four is not bad at all, uh, considering how hot the A's have been, and a chance to to get well. Uh, kind of reboot things at home beginning tomorrow night.
3: No, no doubt. Three and four, a tough road trip where you're going to Minnesota and you're going to Houston. Two teams that are, are, are probably going to be in the postseason. Uh, I don't think three or four is bad at all. I think I, th- you know, if you would have told me that out of the gate, I would I have loved it. No, but I'll take it. And I think about Verlander. He really may be the last pitcher in Major League Baseball history. To have a shot at winning 300 games, it depends on his longevity. He has said he is want to play. He wants to play a long time. He has a new contract, and if he wants to get to 300, he may get to a point to where he's not going to be getting the mega deal anymore, and that he'll just his his pursuit will be to find a whether it's in Houston or somewhere else, find a good team where he can try and get as many wins as possible. But we have seen things change for the Hall of Fame vote. Where we understand that the old parameters of 300 wins, you know, guys just don't get that many starts in, in, in modern-day baseball like guys did years ago. It's so hard to get to that number. And Whether you talk somebody like Pedro Martinez, who didn't sniff it, but it was his dominance that got him into the Hall of Fame. I think Verlander, like Pedro, has he been the best pitcher in the game? No doubt. Has he won the awards? Yes. Cy Young, MVP. I'm with you. I think no doubt if he walked away today, he's a Hall of Famer, and I do think he is the last pitcher probably in baseball history that's going to have a chance at 300.
0: And the no-hitters too, right? Don't forget that. So he's going to have to pitch into his 40s to get to 300 wins and, and stay effective and stay healthy. Um, you know, Verlander, two or three years ago, I think people were almost writing him off. He had lost some velocity. His numbers weren't that good. He was mortal out there. Uh, with the Tigers, but he really you know, he went back to work, kind of changed his approach uh, physically. He tuned things up a little bit and really uh, bounced back from a physical standpoint, Chris, where he doesn't throw as hard as he used to, uh, but still he throws awfully hard. He's always had the ability to start the game. He's throwing 92, 93. You're thinking, what's the big deal? But when he wants to, he can still throw 95, 96, 97. So if he pitches into his 40s, I don't know if he will. A lot of the guys who've won 300 have done that uh, i'm not sure he's going to be one of those pitchers, chris who just hangs around to win 300 but uh, i hadn't thought thought about that that much but you're right he might be the last one who has a shot at it
3: yeah the difference for him now and it's really what the astros we talked to jeff blum about this on A's cast live the former cal bear and world series hero who does telev- television for the astros is where the astros are dominant right now it's not only what they were able to do in the draft and producing their own players but also remaking guys they they look around the league and they say you know what if we could get this guy we'll change him and fix him we'll make him better and they did that with verlander and they've done it with cole and i think the biggest thing that we see the difference in verlander now as you said at one point you know, this is a guy that could hit a hundred. I mean, he could he could be cruising ninety four, ninety five, and then hit a hundo or 99, 98. But it's the slider now that he has that is so devastating. I think that's what wouldn't you say that's been the big change in his repertoire—the slider.
0: Well, he's always been fastball, slider, curve, change. But the slider is really an effective pitch, and maybe it's more of a strikeout pitch than it used to be, uh, Chris. But uh, he, you know, he's really good. And I'm reflecting on what you said. Uh, They have. They've acquired pitchers and made them better. And you can almost say the same thing about the A's. Mike Fiers is pitching the best he's ever pitched in his career. Anderson's been great for the A's, too. And uh, eight meetings left this year between these two clubs, and they'll all be after the deadline. So one week from today, we have the deadline. We don't know uh, what's going to happen between now and then. Uh, We assume the A's will do something. Will it be significant? It might be. Uh, Billy's done that before and, and, and David Forrest, but uh, there's, I think that anticipation is building from that standpoint, Chris, as well.
3: You know, and, and I'll let you go after this. I was thinking about this, and we're going to talk about it on AceCast Live. We'll be on from 4 to 7 today. I was thinking, you know, right now we've talked about how the sellers, like they have the leverage. But as you get closer to the deadline, I'm wondering if you have assets you want to sell to help you get better for your future if you don't sell those assets you got to keep those assets because you you don't have the waiver wire you know you don't have that 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 net to save you so at some point i wonder where when the leverage right now it's in the seller's hands at what point does it get into the buyer's hand because you don't want to be a struggling team with assets and you don't sell then you don't get better this is going to be an interesting dance to July
0: 31st. You're right. And usually it becomes more of a buyer's market the closer you get. It's a matter of supply and demand. Uh, so you're right. You don't want to be stuck not dealing someone if you think that you had a chance to make a trade to get better for the future. The other thing is there, you always have to kind of weigh if you might get a draft choice. You know, if you, you're know, you not going to give somebody away. And you say, well, if we can get the draft choice and hold on to that player and then make the offer or the qualifying offer. So uh, there is a dance uh, this time of year, Chris, so uh, we'll see. But uh, in the past, we've seen teams that you know thought they might be able to make a great deal with a player, and it doesn't work out that way.
3: All right, Ken, get out of here. Have a safe flight, and we'll see you tomorrow at the Coliseum.
0: Thank you, Chris.
3: The voice of your Oakland Athletics, Ken Korak, and definitely something. we got a lot to kick around today on A's Cast Live. That will be our live talk show coming up from 4 to 7 on the TuneIn app, our A's cast station, that's 24-7, but we do have the live show. I wonder, if you're holding on to assets right now, and you're not a good team, and you know that winning in your future is down the road, and you need to get good young players from other people, and you have these assets that you want to deal, right now you may have the upper hand, but the last thing you want to do, as Ken just said, the word stuck, Do you want to be stuck with these assets? Because right now you already know you can't win with these assets. You already know. You're you're, you're dead on arrival. So at one point, because right now you may have the leverage, but the closer that deadline gets, the last thing you want to be is getting older, being more expensive. Because in the past we always had the waiver wire process. Look at Mike Fires. Look what happened with the A's last year with Mike Fiers. They wanted to get the deal done. They didn't get the deal done. But then they put Mike Fiers on waivers. And what happened? The A's picked him. Then they got the deal done. Well, now that process is not there. This is going to be fascinating. Let's quickly go over the highlights as the A's got on the board first with a Matt Olson single.
0: Three balls, two strikes. Olsen deep in the box, an open stance, now ready, and Verlander's pitch is lined and threw into right for a hit. Simeon's at second, turning there. He's going to go to third. It's bobbled by Reddick. They're going to wave Simeon. He's around third. Here's the throw, and it's cut off, and the A's have taken a 1-0 lead. Single, E9, no RBI, and the A's have the early lead, and Olsen winds up at second base.
3: The rare air by Josh Reddick. And you're like, huh, so the A's, they get on the board first. But the problem was in this game was two out, two run homers. The first one came in the third inning. Chirinos down the line of third. A's leading 1-0. And another 1-2 pitch to Springer is on the way. Fastball hit in the air. Right, left center field in the alley. Back taking a look as Grossman, and it is gone. Springer, his 23rd home run with Chirinos aboard, and Houston takes their first lead, 2-1. to I mean, that guy's a leadoff hitter, and he's been hurt, and he still has 23 jacks. I mean, it is really, really impressive, this lineup. And George Springer, as a leadoff guy, not afraid to go hacking. And so he hits the two-run shot. Then in the fifth inning, speaking of future Hall of Famers, how many future Hall of Famers does this Astro team have? We know Verlander's going. I also think this guy who hit the two-run home run in the fifth, I think he's going to be in Cooperstown
0: someday. Next pitch, number 79 for Chris Bassett, working out of the stretch. And the pitch to Altuve, and that's a swing and a fly ball to center. Lariana going back, still going back at the track, right to the wall, and it's gone. Altuve hits it off the batter's eye and straight away center field, and the Astros have taken a four to one lead. Jose
3: Altuve three hits today, and by the way, I'm blaming my producer Cody who was was bagging on Altuve, saying he wasn't having a good year. He had three hits today. You look, he had a base hit in the third, a two-run shot in the fifth, and a double in the eighth. Jose Altuve, the guy is just a hitting machine, 200 hits every year, very special, and, yeah, I think he will be in Cooperstown. The A's, they did mount a charge in the bottom of the ninth inning, down 4-1, to a base hit by Ramon Laureano to left center, and then Chris Davis would hit it off the wall, but in the end with first and third, Robbie Grossman would uh, hit it back to the pitcher, Osuna. He would get the out at second, so Grossman and the run would score Loriano. so a fielder's choice for Grossman. And then Herman at the plate with a chance to tie it would strike out, and that would be ball game over. Verlander is the first pitcher to 13 wins on the season. He is 13-4. and four. Osuna with the save number 23. Chris Bassett takes the loss and that, is, that gets his record to be 7-5, and five. and Houston wins two out of three, and now the A's will head home. The number is 510-897-1322. That's 510-897-1322. We'll hear from the skipper. We'll hear from Chris Bassett, all coming up next right here on the A's
1: Clubhouse Show. At Kaiser Permanente, we're for the farmer's market goers, outdoor explorers, cholesterol lowerers, and positive thinkers. We're also for our community. That's why we're supporting the total health, mind, body, and spirit of Northern California by investing in efforts that support school districts as well as youth and family services, helping you live a healthy life the way you see fit. That's what it means to thrive your way every day. Kaiser Permanente. Visit kp.org to learn more. So, along with everything else you have to do day-to-day running your business, you're trying to manage your digital marketing and social media. It's a lot of heavy lifting. How can you compete? You need some help from Salem Surround. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and some great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more at SurroundSanFrancisco.com. SurroundSanFrancisco.com. Connecting you with new customers.
2: You're listening to the A's Clubhouse Show.
3: That's right. It is the A's Clubhouse Show. And don't forget, the Lexus Golden Opportunity Sales Event is about exceptional offers and exceptional moments of summer. Don't miss your perfect moment to experience exceptional on a full line of Lexus vehicles now until September 3rd. Experience amazing at your Northern California Lexus dealer. The number is 510-897-1322. Uh, That's 510-897-1322. Let's go to Lee in Concord. You lead us off today here on the A's Clubhouse Show.
4: Yeah, hi, Tony. I keep wondering, though, isn't this is just the third year or fourth year that we've continued to bring up Franklin Barreto? He's had a various degrees of shots. Last year he had a good weekend in Chicago, but he's been up now almost a month since Piscotty got hurt. He doesn't hit right-handed or left-handed pitchers at the major league level. He did good at AAA. Why aren't the A's given a guy who's actually older than Jorge Mateo a chance to come up and play? Because he's got some skills. He's got good speed. He could help this team offensively.
3: Yeah, that's a very good question. And when we have David Forrest on Friday at 5 o'clock, I'll ask him that as – you know, I've kind of looked at it a couple ways. I think the longer you keep guys in AAA, the longer their value goes down. Um, I'm with you. I know everybody says Barreto's young, but I think he's an old 23. This is a kid that was supposed to be a superstar. And, you know, I was I was told, you were told, that once they threw Franklin Barreto in the deal, oh, my God, we got to trade Josh Donaldson. Well, guys who are great players, i.e., Pickett. Machado, Trout, Harper. By the time they're twenty-three, these weren't college guys. By the time they're twenty-three, they're established in the big leagues. And Franklin Barreto has a hard time making contact. And I'm not sure does. I'm not buying the. I I want to buy it, but I don't know if I'm buying the excuse anymore that he's young. I don't think he's. I don't think baseball wise he's young. And and they were trying to give him a shot. And you know, for for Mateo. I also think we have to be fair from the standpoint of the statistics at AAA are all juiced, right? The the balls juiced, the parks are juiced. But yeah, I mean that that's a fair question. Mateo has really played well this year down at AAA. Why is hey you know, Here's the thing: the front office loves they loved Profar, absolutely loved him, and then they got him, so they were enamored with him. And then of course they have to justify that big trade with Donaldson. So they got to justify I mean, it's kind of a tough situation for Mateo. If you took – if you made everything even, right, if you took out everything, thoughts of whatever – if you just took the players and say, who should get a, an opportunity, I think there's no question Mateo should be at least offered the opportunity to see if he can make it at the big league level.
4: Can I ask you one more thing about the pitching situation?
3: I'm here yeah, for you. you. A.J.
4: Uh, Park and Jarrell Cotton – and these guys are going to come up when having not pits for a considerable length in the major leagues. And I'm wondering, with Bob Melvin, he's the best manager in the world for his strategy and that. But he has a hard time. He falls in love and falls out of love with relievers and that. Are these guys going to get an opportunity in key moments of games over the next two months? I mean, he's lost confidence, obviously, in trying to a lesser. He's maybe regained it in Trevino. I don't know if Hendricks was... Hurt the other day why he left Soria in or used him to try and close out the game. But Melvin seems to bounce around with these relievers. Are we going to see some of these guys get a shot to pitch out of the
3: bullpen? Yes. Uh, you're going to uh, – A.J., I, I don't know about Cotton. I do know that once A.J. can get up to speed and be able to go multiple days – then he's going to get his opportunity. And thank you for the phone call. you got to remember with A.J. Puck, he he's on Tommy John protocol. So th- there is a timeline. It doesn't matter how well you're throwing. It doesn't matter what your stuff is. There is a, a time frame that you have once you have the surgery to when they feel you can pitch again and then pitch here in the big leagues. And he's going to have to be able to go back-to-back days. Once he does that, I see him as somebody that can come up and help this team. And, you know, Bob moves around relievers. Why? Well, you have to. I mean, Bob basically, Bob went with the playbook. There's no question about it. He went with the playbook. But at some point, Trinan and Interveno weren't, weren't getting people out. So you, so you had to move on. And Liam went three straight days, that's why they gave him two days off, because he went three straight days. But, you know, obviously Bob trusts Liam. He trusts Petit. I think he kind of trusts Soria. I kind of had to yesterday. But there's not a whole lot of guys down there. I mean, all you got to do is look at the numbers. The numbers tell you all you need to know in July. I mean, Trinan and Trevino... I mean, look at the ERAs. Trina's trying 4.35. Trevino's 4.34. That's, that's, that's bad. So hopefully, I mean, it's kind of like with Chris Davis. It's like hopefully at some point he'll start hitting home runs again. He didn't go – I mean, he almost hit one out today. I mean, that was one of the things that I was about to, to come on the show today and go, at what point are we – I mean, he had three strikeouts in a row. Now, against Osuna, he hit the, the base hit off the wall. And almost hit it out. But now, you know, we're talking 25 games without a home run. And I'll tell you, that hip injury, that was a while ago when he got hurt. Unless we're, you know, we're going to hear at the end of the season that he needs surgery, you really start to wonder, like, what, 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 what's the deal? Why is he having such a hard time? Why is why is a guy that hit 40 home runs three straight years now can't hit a home run? That, that's a long time for him, 25 games. I'm trying to look up when uh, when that Pittsburgh game was. Because you've had an all-star break. Let's see. I'll find it for you right here, ESPN.com. The Pittsburgh Pirates. When did the A's play the Pirates? I'm trying to find that can't find it why can i not find this still has me in the second half i need the first half when things go wrong okay here we go first half baseball all right they played i mean they played the pirates a long time ago they played the pirates in may in may so i'm kind of like what's the deal i mean why why it's been, it's been. I mean, if you had an injury, because I know at one point the trainers were saying he, they don't see what's wrong with him, and then they put him on the IL. So he's been on the IL. He's had the All Star break. You know, why is Chris Davis not hitting home runs? It would have been nice to see that ball leave in the ninth inning. All right, we'll hear from Bob Melvin next. The number is 510-897-1322. A's lose to the Houston Astros four to two. Right here on the A's radio network.
2: Two of baseball's most iconic franchises go head-to-head beginning on Tuesday, August 20th. Here comes the judge! As the New York Yankees come to the town to take on the A's. Hey, it's a judge blast. into the right field seat. Don't miss out on Aaron Judge, Gary Sanchez, and the rest of the Bronx Bombers. As Matt Chapman, Chris Davis, and the swinging A's look to defend their home turf.
0: Miraculous comeback!
2: Games one and two begin at 7.07 p.m. with the final game of the three-game series beginning at 6.37. Don't miss out on your chance to see the next chapter of this rivalry between two of Major League Baseball's most historic teams. The
0: New York Yankees have won the 2018 wildcard game and abrupt end to a remarkable season for the Oakland Athletics.
2: As the A's seek revenge, get your tickets today at athletics.com tickets, athletics.com tickets tickets this is ace clubhouse
3: i want to apologize to mike in stockton sorry mike i didn't see you there um i would have taken your phone call he was asking about jed lowry what's up with jed lowry and that is a great question because jed lowry has not played this year and the last i heard of jed was that he had a setback and so I just googled Jed Lowry and went to news and it was two weeks ago. New York Daily News. Jed Lowry suffers another setback, and uh, there's nothing since. So I'm not sure. I mean that you know the one thing about Jed is he's never been able to stay healthy unless he played for the A's. I want you to think about that. It's because it's a trip. Everywhere he went, he had injury problems. But with the A's, I know people are like, people, you know, you know, because you kind of look at it and you, you wonder, you know, oh, my God. You know, if they would have signed him, would he have had the problem with the knee in spring training and then the setback looks like, it looks like his setback is his left side and a hip and a hamstring and. So he's got knee problems, probably looks like a lat problem, a hip problem, and a hamstring problem. <laughs> oh wait a minute, there's more. There's a right calf strain. His body's breaking down. I feel bad for him. He was a great A though. Jed Lowry was a great A. He he I will always look back at Jed as a terrific Oakland Athletic you know how we do the the top top tens with Dave Feldman for Green and Gold history, yeah he had he had he had Jed rated pretty high, and he should because he was an extra base hit hitting machine. And what's great about Jed was you could put him in that lineup, Bob Melvin could just you're hitting third every day, switch hitter, go get him, terrific A. All right, here's the skipper, Bob Melvin, after the 4-2 loss to the Houston Astros.
5: His mix of pitches is better for me. I mean, he he literally has four pitches now that he's throwing in different counts and not just necessarily, you know, 2-1 fastballs and stuff like that. So I thought early on we had some good at-bats off him, but he seems to get better as the game goes along.
3: Made him work, got
5: him out of there, but still couldn't do, you know, just scored the one run right off the bullpen. What would you make of this series overall, especially given the quality of the starters that you were facing? Yeah, you know, the first game was just kind of a throwaway game for us and then came out and was were behind in the second game and ended up battling back and winning a game. And then, you know, we just didn't have enough for Verlander today. But I, you know what, I thought Bass threw a lot better today too. Didn't walk anybody, had some strikeouts, basically came down to two pitches. You know, one to Springer that he didn't elevate enough and a cutter to, to Altuve that he didn't get away enough. But other than that, I thought he threw the ball really well.
3: What do you think contributed to Bassett's sort of uh, improvement
5: as, as the years gone on? I, everything. I mean, you know, he's come up with some different pitches now. He's got a, a wide gap between his fastball and his slow curveball. He's throwing a cutter, he's throwing a changeup. His command when it's like this, you know, gives him a chance to win uh, every time he goes out there. So he's a different guy than he was a couple years ago, plus, you know, the health off the, the injury. I was disappointed to lose two of three, but, I mean, like you said, the, the throwaway game, but then these last two games were uh, very competitive. I mean, you were saying when the when you got to town, like the, the road to the division goes through
1: Houston. I mean, how, how do you feel just about the state of your team, the way it's playing?
5: We're you? fine. There's a lot of baseball left. I mean, you know, we've we've overcome some gaps before, but it's really not what we're looking at right now. We're just looking at trying to continue to play really well, as we have been. You know, we knew, you know, this trip's a tough trip. Now that you just look back at it, we went three and four, which isn't great. But four and three we would have considered really well. So uh, it would have considered to be a good trip. So we were one win away from doing that. And we had some close ones in in Minnesota too. And today in the last inning, we're one swing away from tying this game up too. So I think we'll be fine. Going home, we'll get some off days coming up, get some rest. Um, We're just looking to try to win as many games as we can. And then come September, you start to look at, where we are in the, in the standings and how many games are left.
1: What happened on that Chapman uh, pop-up?
5: Well, it's striking point, like anywhere. So if they, if they say it strikes fair, then it's playable. But if it's foul, it's dead. So we were, we were a little in between on where we thought it hit.
3: Alrighty, that is going to do it for the A's Clubhouse show. It's time now for our next game preview brought to you by the Holiday Inn at the Oakland Airport. A's fans, remember the next time you're coming in from out of town for an A's game, check out our friends at the Holiday Inn Oakland Airport, where A's Access members receive a special discount on guest rooms. Give the Holiday Inn at the Oakland Airport a call at 510 638 7777. That's 510-638-7777. All baseball fans are welcome. The A's will start a four-game set against the Texas Rangers. So going to be a fun series. And don't forget on Sunday, Root Beer Float Day. How cool is that? We've always done it during the the week. I think it's going to be jam-packed on Sunday. I'll be scooping. You know I will be there. So we'll have A's total access starting for you tomorrow at 6.05. First pitch will be at 7.07. Remember, we've got A's cast live today from 4 to 7 o'clock. That is our live talk show on A's cast, which is on the TuneIn app. We're going to have Rick White, president of the Atlantic League. Oh, yeah. They're going robo-umps for the rest of the year. You can steal first base. This is the independent league that baseball is testing out all these these new inventions. It's fascinating. Robert Flores will be with us at 5 o'clock from the MLB Network. We'll have the great Shooty Babbitt at 5.30 as we're going to talk about what would Ricky Henderson's game be like today? He'd be great, but would he be different? Brad Gilbert, local tennis hero. One of the great tennis players and coaches of all time. He's a huge Ace fan. You see it on Twitter. But we're going to talk about Hawkeye. Hawkeye is the technology that is coming to baseball next year. It's the technology they use in tennis. How does it affect tennis? How will it affect baseball? We'll talk about it at 6 o'clock with Brad Gilbert and Mike Petriello will join us at 6.30 from MLB.com and the MLB.net network. He is one of the best followers on Twitter, Sabermetrics through and through. He uh, always has great stuff. So Rick White, Robert Flores, Shooty Babbitt, Brad Gilbert, and Mike Petrello will be joining me today starting at 4 o'clock. We're going to be on from 4 to 7, A's Cast Live. And then tomorrow, A's Cast Live will be on from 4 to 6. And once again, the pregame show. We'll start at 6.05, and then first pitch will be at 7.07. A's with the loss, 4-2. We'll see you in about an hour and a half. A's cast live. Have a great day, everybody.
1: Out it goes. Unbelievable. Chris Davis takes the team on his back. This has been the A's Clubhouse Show. Chris Davis with the A's ninth walk off of the year. A long drive to right center that just kept on going. Thank you for joining this exclusive presentation of Oakland A's Baseball.